Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not our fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why yeah, we're, we're doing so smart. the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. We say we're going to hold somebody accountable. There's only two outcomes that can happen. Either we leave them alone or we punish them. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Art Markman. I'm Rebecca McEnroy. And this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, accountability. Because this term is now such a frequent part of public discourse, I think it's important we recognize that really what we're talking about are influencing behavior with threats of punishment. And the, the, the notion that that should be the driving force that directs behavior is not a healthy way to run an organization. You know, yeah. when, when everybody's doing the right thing because, boy, if you don't, we're going to hold you accountable <laughs> right. and then something bad is going to happen. Yes, that's right. Those accounts have debits, no credits <laughs> yes, exactly. in, in these accounts. But yeah, no, it's, it, it, so what's fascinating is, you know, we've talked about this on previous shows, but there are, there are two distinct motivational systems. So we have our approach system, which is the thing we use to uh, engage with really positive things about the world. And then we have the avoidance system, which helps us to get away from really negative things about the world. And we have, there are certain things that are probably inherently good or bad. So, you know, being really ill is, is a bad thing. And so that's going to engage that avoidance system almost no matter what. And I think a really good piece of cake or ice cream or something, that's a, that's just a good thing. If that's going to, at least in the moment is going to engage that real <laughs> sense of, of approach. But we have a lot of opportunity to influence which motivational system people engage in the world just by the way that we frame situations and by the outcomes that we want people to expect. And so when you get into the rhetoric of we're going to hold you accountable for this, where you mean if you screw up, we're right. going to come down on you hard, you are creating a situation in which the avoidance motivational system is going to be put to the forefront and that has all kinds of consequences for people's behavior. Right, because we know that one of the most uh, effective uh, uses of threats of punishment uh, is that it often creates immediate changes in behavior. Temporarily. It, yeah, temporarily, right. What it doesn't do is create long-term behavior that's sustainable. Because what we often learn in a situation where there's a threat of punishment, what we learn most is to effectively avoid the punishment. Yeah. Now, there are lots of ways to avoid the punishment, not all of which involve doing what we're supposed to be doing. That's right? Right. And I think there are, there are two pieces to this. So the first is that when you're under the threat of punishment, you are creating these very stressful and fearful situations in which you are operating to remove that fear. So you're just trying to get to a place of relief, a place in which the, the punishment is gone. And so you'll do almost anything to try to avoid that. And the outcome matters more than the process in a lot of ways. So one problem is that we're creating this, this very stressful situation. But then, then the other is that it, I'm creating also a very strong extrinsic reason to behave. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this not because I think this is a good idea, not because this is the way I want to live my life. Or that I care. Or that I care. But I'm doing this because if I don't do it, then something's going to hit the fan. Exactly. Right? And we don't want that to happen. Right. And, and there's another thing that comes up here, which is that when you engage the avoidance motivation system, then part of what your brain starts to do is to look for potential threats in the environment, yeah. potential bad things. 
And what this does is to overrepresent for you mentally the bad things that could happen or are happening. So if we start saying, I, we need to hold the school system accountable, which puts everyone in the mode of, ooh, there are problems in the school system, we need to be worried about this. Now, what you pay attention to is primarily bad things or at best the absence of bad things. Right, yeah, and, they, and there are two things, well, there are many things about it are bad, but but two of them are, are, are these, is that from an individual standpoint, if you are in a situation where in your perception, you someone's told you you're being held accountable for something, the best thing that can happen, the most positive outcome is nothing happens, right? And you're relieved because nothing happens. Or you screw up, as Art was saying, and there's some punishment that's leveled at you for, for whatever reason. But when, when that happens, everybody starts thinking about what are the minimum criteria that I need to meet to avoid being punished? So the example that Art was just saying about a teacher in a school, right? So if somebody goes above and beyond the criteria, well, I, who cares about that? Because the the only thing that we're making sure is that everybody's at the minimum standard that we've set for the whole crowd. Well, now you've, you're ignoring all these great things that are potentially happening in a business, in a school, in whatever the organization happens to be, because everybody's focused on just making sure you met this thing. Yeah. And, and, there, and there's another consequence that I think we should talk about this too, about being part of an organization where there's a fear of, you know, whatever kind of punishment if you do something incorrectly, is people start wasting a lot of time making sure that things don't go wrong because we've set up a situation where any error is potentially punishable. Now, once you set up an expectation that any error is really a problem, yeah. well, now you've taken away a sense of hierarchy about error making. There are some errors that are trivial, right? And some errors that are really consequential. But when you're under a threat of punishment, that hierarchy goes away and now all errors yeah. are bad. And in fact, there are great examples to demonstrate that not holding people accountable for errors is actually better. Mm -hmm. Great example really is the, is, is the aviation industry. It turns out that in the United States, there are laws that if you are a member of the aviation industry and you report an error you've made within 24 hours. That's a great example. As yeah. long as that error is not the result of you breaking the law, so you didn't come into work drunk that day, then you report that error within 24 hours and there's no punishment whatsoever. Yeah. You are, it does not go, it does not affect your employment record in any way. Now you might think to yourself, well, that's horrible because of course aviation, we wanna minimize the number of mistakes because they can be catastrophic. But the thing is, the mistake that happened already, happened already. So there's nothing we can do about that one because it's over. But we can try to create situations in which mistakes like that don't happen again in the future. By cataloging all of those mistakes rather than punishing people for them, by encouraging people to come forward, they gather this information. They look for ways to redesign aircraft, to redesign procedures, to make sure that those errors don't happen again in ways that have made air travel remarkably safe. Exactly. Next week, we'll talk about the psychology of disappointment with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. Subscribe to the Two Guys on Your Head podcast wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review while you're there. I'm told it helps other people find the show. Plus, we want to know what you think. David Alvarez is our engineer and I'm Rebecca McEnroy. I produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUD Radio in Austin, Texas.